God bless America. God bless America, and God has blessed America. What's going on, everybody? This is Red, White, and True Podcast. I am Andrew Britton, your host, as always, with another edition of, well, Red, White, and True Podcast. And today, we're going to take a bit of a different approach as we normally look into the details of policies, issues, and politicians, and what that means to us as it relates to results of those policies, how it impacts our rights and freedoms, and how it impacts the success of the United States moving forward. Today, we're going to take a bit more of a macro look at what is going on in America, because you guys, I can feel it like I've never felt it before. There is an oppression and authoritarianism that is moving in America, an evil that is moving within the United States of America. Not necessarily the threats from outside, which we have plenty of, but this threat is inside the gates already. But I think it's important before we get into the destruction of America that we talk about just some base foundational principles of what is America? What does it mean to be American? Well, I think the base of what it means to be American is the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, and the rights protected by the government that are given to us by God. Also, the foundational principles of God, family, and country. Understanding that there are things that are bigger than we are individually. God, the Creator, our families, that group of people that we love the most, that we would do anything for in our country, in which we have been taught our history, all of the scars and warts and everything that comes along with it, and the principles that we stand for. What that means are Judeo-Christian values that this country was founded on, the backbone of America, loving freedom, spreading freedom, free market capitalism, and everything that comes along with being an American and all the rights that we have. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the two most prominent abilities for us to push back against authoritarian power that grows, well, outside of its britches from the federal government or from the government in general. Our ability to maintain our freedoms and our love for those freedoms and our love as Americans to be free, the right and the ability to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness granted to us by God. Some of these foundational principles have really been withered away in this country, and we are really seeing it here recently. And this is a plan that's been marched forward by progressives, by liberals, by Marxists in this country for about 100 years. That's true. And those Marxists, which many of those ideas came from Europe in the early 1900s, and those ideas and principles have been on the move in America for a long time, but the strength of God, family, and country in the United States of America has always, always squashed them down. We are seeing a rising of this now, the likes of which we have never seen before, and we are at a very, very scary time in American history because there are people that are supposed to uphold the Constitution, that swear an oath to the Constitution, that hate America and fundamentally hate the principles that we stand for, the traditions and values that we have created as Americans, the things that make us unique around the world, not just currently, but make us a unique place to live in this experiment that is freedom throughout the entirety of human history. And there is something moving. There is a coordination and ideology moving in America that is moving towards the destruction 
of this country. But you ask yourself, how could a country so steeped in its traditions and values, so proud of itself, the land of the free and the home of the brave, how could that country be infiltrated from within to totally, totally forget its entire identity and values and what it stands for and give itself up and be promoting an authoritarian, tyrannical government? How could the people of that country who experienced real freedom, that people around the world throughout all of human history have sought to get the rights, the freedoms, the values that we have in America? How could somebody possibly, possibly change the minds of people living in this country that this country should be changed from a free country to a Marxist country, which throughout its entire history, throughout socialism, communism, and Marxism, leaves nothing, nothing but blood, poverty, pain, and human suffering in its wake throughout all of history. Those systems of government have always, always equaled terrible things. So there is no way you could get the United States of America, a free America, a free people steeped in traditions and values of freedom and individual rights, civil liberties, the ability to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. No way you could get those people to try and destroy their own country from within. Nobody can do that. Well, the more I've researched, the more I've looked at this, it has become plainly clear to me that there are two sources, primarily one source, but one way to implement this, one ideology that implements this, that is pushing in the United States of America, trying to move us towards an authoritarian Marxist government. This has been on the move for quite some time, and it started in our educational systems. But as it relates to a plan to destroy America from within, you would have to be very committed, you would have to be very patient, and you would have to find ways to work false information into people's heads and get them to believe things that are fundamentally false. Things like, I don't know, a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, a boy can be a girl, a girl can be a boy, a child can be a dog or a cat, or whatever it wants to be, or one of six million other genders, or whatever the heck that that child decides to be. Stop it, that's madness. Confusing the people, the most influential amongst us. There is a plan, and I'm about to play you a clip of the plan. And when you hear this plan, it is chilling, because as we look around us and we feel this, this is the plan being imposed and implemented on us from communist Marxist regimes around the world that started with the Soviet Union and now as technology and social media have progressed forward has become easier to disseminate the types of hateful information towards America to Americans to hate America from within. But I'm honestly a bit embarrassed that I had not played this clip for you guys. And I'm going to play about a two and a half minute long clip or pieces of a two and a half minute long clip that I edited up. It's about in its original form, 13 and a half minutes or so. It is of a man called Yuri Bezmenov. Okay. He lays out the most chilling, most terrifying plan for how you would infiltrate the United States internally to destroy those fundamental principles that are held so true to Americans as the bedrock foundational pieces of what this country is. How you would destroy those things, change people's minds, and make them hate the exact things that make them free. So I'm going to play this clip for you, and then I'm going to get into the very, very credentialed history of Yuri Bezmenov and the specific credentials that he has that makes him a reliable source here. And I'm also going to get into the timing of when Yuri 
made these statements and when this was and talk about what this plan, this psychological operation means to America, where we are in that plan, what his prediction means and the timing of his prediction and what it ultimately means we have to do to save America. So here is Yuri Bezmenov in an interview talking about the PSYOP plan to destroy America from within. Listen to this. This is terrifying. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets used the phrase ideological subversion, what did What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Oh, oh, so you mean like, I don't know, telling little kids that they can be anything that they want to be, a dog, a cat, or that there's 87 genders so that they can be a boy if they want to, or a girl if they want to, no matter what body they were born in or what body God gave to them or what chromosomes or what genitals God gave to them. They can be anything that they want to be and that girls can be boys and boys can be girls and men can be women and women can be men. You mean you mean like like that? Because that sounds like something that's going on in the country right now, uh, exploding in the country right now, almost like we're getting towards the back end of a PSYOP operation against us. But sorry for cutting in. I, I couldn't help it. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow and it's divided in four basic stages. The first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students exposed to the ideology of, in other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism. Well, wait a second now. That sounds weird because that sounds just like the long march through institutions that the Marxists have been pushing for quite some time, focusing heavily on the education system, where years ago it started on college campuses, where they knew that they would produce Marxist educators from these Marxist professors teaching things like critical race theory, which was derived from the original theory, critical theory, and then also pushing things like DEI, intended to separate us, to divide us, to cause us to fight with each other, teach kids ideology that America is terrible and Marxist. Marxism is great and amazing. You mean you mean like that? So that the Marxists would infiltrate their way through the entire country from the education system? Huh. Well, that's weird. That sounds like that's happening. The result you can see, half-baked intellectuals are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. <laughs> right, right. You mean like the half-baked intellectuals that are being produced and have been produced for decades by our once proud American institutions that were founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs like the Ivy League schools? Don't believe me that they were founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs? They used to have churches on campus and oftentimes, and in many of their crests, have biblical symbols in their school crests. You mean like those institutions and Stanford and Berkeley and all around the country, all these college campuses that have been infested by these Marxist professors teaching the next generation of Marxists what to think, not how to think. And then also teaching them when they are faced with an argument or a debate that absolutely crushes theirs because it's an argument based in facts. They simply respond in very predictable ways, like calling you names like a bigot or a white supremacist or a racist or whatever ism or ist they would like to call you that day. I don't know. Maybe 
be kind of like the mainstream media running with the Russian PP tape of Donald Trump that clearly wasn't true. And then when they get it wrong, they don't apologize for it. They just call you names and then move on to the next thing. You mean like that? Yeah, because that seems like that's also happening. Huh, so weird. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in future Marxist-Leninist America. Here you can you can get popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby doesn't matter anymore. And it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. It's What, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly. Uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it. The process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it takes only up to six weeks to bring a country to the verge of crisis. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. To promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government, Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators, it will create false illusions the uh, situation is under control so now smile you look terrified so yeah there it is that's that's the plan to tear apart america and it's been going on for quite some time we thought the cold war ended at the end of the 1980s we we thought it was over but turns out that plan that the soviet union was using against us to try and tear america apart from the inside was just a blueprint that could be used by the marxist here in the united states and by the CCP, who is our newest dictatorial rival with Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party, who would love nothing more than to see us fall so that they could take our place as the world's foremost superpower. And Yuri Bezmenov, in that clip, lays out the exact plan step by step. And again, I would encourage you to go listen to that full interview. That interview, just so you know, Yuri Bezmenov is a defector of the Soviet Union. He was a high-level KGB operative who implemented these types of plans on the United States of America. These were the types of things that he worked on. Ideological subversion, trying to tear America apart from the inside, because that's really the only way that the Soviet Union found, and that anybody who's ever really challenged us has found, that you could do it from the inside of the United States of America, ideally through the education system, which started in the secondary education system in colleges, universities, with Marxist professors pushing Marxist ideas so that they could then spread their little Marxist ideas throughout the entire country and create a whole next generation of little Marxist activists, which is exactly what they did. Understand Yuri Bezmenov, the only thing he gets wrong that he talks about in that interview is his timing. Yuri gave that interview in 1984. I believe it was 1984. Okay, but right around that time, 1983, 1984, Yuri Bezmenov gives that interview and he lays out the whole plan to tear apart America. And the reason that he comes out with the plan is because he had come to America, experienced what it was like to be free, and realized how bad the plan was that would tear this beautiful place apart coming from his home country, which was an abject dystopian hellhole. 
a Marxist hellhole in which they had been fighting and dealing with and living under Marxism and communism for years and years and years. And it was brutally painful for the people of Russia and the Soviet Union and everywhere that lived under those same types of governments. So he comes over here, sees that, well, this definitely isn't something that we want to change. This is a very good thing, the United States of America, but this is the plan. So he lays the plan out to try to educate people that this is what's going on. And almost nobody pays attention to him. This can't actually be happening. But that is exactly what is going on right now. And in that clip, let's let's break down the back half of that clip for just a second here. He mentions in there that in this new Marxist-Leninist America, there will be no dissidents, right? There will be no speaking against standard government orthodoxies. You will not be allowed to do that. Well, the original plan is to create people who stir up the pot and push these Marxist ideas. And then people stand up against that so that you then create this internal fight between people. And you allow those people to stand up and fight with each other so the government can make their moves behind the scenes so that they can start to subvert democracy or our constitutional republic here in the United States of America. They allow dissidents at the beginning so that we fight with each other. Once they ultimately get their takeover, they stop allowing dissidents at all. And just for all you liberals out there who are voting for Democrats, that means they will accept no dissidents from you either once they have completed their Marxist takeover of America. So that means they don't give a crap if you have voted for them. They will take your rights just the same as anyone else. Shut up and listen to my order. So all you out there who think that you're taking some proud stand for social justice or whatever these leftist causes are, they're using you in the plan of ideological subversion. It's exactly what they are doing. They are using you as their pawns to push their message so they can then oppress you. Marxism, and this has been so tainted, but Marxism is what we are experiencing right now, fascism. This is fascism. Now, most of the dictionaries that you can find online have changed their definition of Marxism and fascism over the years, in particular, fascism. But I was able to find one historically accurate version of what Marxism actually is that doesn't point to any specific people for what Mar- for what fascism is. It just simply gives a description. And here, I had to go to the Britannica Dictionary to find a more traditional definition of what the hell fascism actually is. Because the left likes to take all of us who disagree with their things that they say and their stupid policies and their DEI and all their nonsense, and they like to call us fascists. Okay? Well, Let's look at this for a second. So the definition of fascism is a way of organizing a society in which a government ruled by a dictator or a group of dictators controls the lives of the people and in which people are not allowed to disagree with the government. We also have this aspect of fascism, which is corporate fascism, which is where the government partners with corporations, large corporations, in an effort to try and shut down the free speech and the opportunity for people to interact with the market economically so that they can control the people. Understanding that Marxism, fascism, is always, always about control. Power and control. It's always about controlling those people. Well, you say, just play devil's advocate here for a second. You'd say, 
Well, Andrew, that's that's not that's not actually going on because people still have the right to to free speech. Well, we do a little bit, and we're hanging on by a thread here because I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but the government desperately wants to censor us. The Restrict Act was just in the Senate, and they tell us, well, we, we, we're going to put this bill together because we have to stop TikTok from hurting our children. But funny thing is, in the bill, they never actually mentioned TikTok. In fact, what the bill did was give the government this massive broad authority to police speech on the internet to be able to put people in prison for saying things that the government determines is misinformation. Well, those of us who have been paying attention know and understand Antony Blinken, who we just saw, the most recent example, the government are the biggest purveyors of misinformation. And they spread misinformation through their propaganda arms, which is the mainstream media. They are Pravda. The mainstream media is Pravda pushing these messages. But you say, Andrew, we can still get on Twitter and say the things that we think are free. Well, kind of. The way they start to police out this free speech is they take people on the fringes that nobody would argue with the things that they say. That censoring these people would be acceptable by all people because these people say such abhorrent things that nobody could possibly defend them. Things like Alex Jones and some of the things that he talks about, which ironically, Alex Jones seems to be more accurate about what's going on in the world nowadays, or at least in the United States, than the Biden administration wants to tell us, which is a really weird position for us to be in, where Alex Jones is more accurate than the president of the United States. That's pretty alarming. The system is a lie. But it's not just Alex Jones. So I don't know if you guys heard recently, there's a guy named Douglas Mackey. And 2016, Douglas Mackey was creating memes, making fun of Hillary Clinton voters, saying that they could vote for Hillary by text, which everybody knows that that's completely false and that you can't vote that way. All right. But the Biden administration went after Douglas Mackey for creating memes on social media, saying that people could vote by text, Hillary Clinton voters, in which there was another woman who did the exact same thing thing to Trump voters. She made memes telling Trump voters they could vote by text. But the Biden administration went after Douglas Mackey, and they have now indicted and convicted this man for free speech. That is essentially what they've convicted him from, convicted him of. Okay. And you think, well, you know, that creating those memes, that's that just doesn't seem like that's right. Well, and they say, you say, well, he's a conservative, right? He's a conservative. He's a Trump supporter. So yeah, you know, they went after him which doesn't make it any more right because free speech is intended to protect the most abhorrent of speech. Free speech is not intended to protect speech that we all agree with. We wouldn't need a damn amendment for that. An amendment, the amendment is there for person, from a personal perspective to protect people's rights to say things that the vast majority of the public would disagree with. Because speech that we all agree with doesn't need to be protected. That's all common speech, right? So the First Amendment, the intention of the First Amendment has been totally skewed by the Marxist in the way that they describe it to us. And Yuri Bezmenov lays out exactly why and how they do this. Okay, there's another group here recently, though. And forgive me, I can't remember the guy's name. But essentially, it is a far-left group of Black American socialists. And they are vehemently opposed to the war in Ukraine. Well, the Biden administration, and look, these people say a lot of things that I absolutely disagree with and that I don't know that there's a whole lot of things that we actually would agree on. 
But on this particular issue, they're talking about Ukraine. Well, the Biden administration and Merrick Garland just brought charges against these people to potentially put them in jail for 10 plus years for simply saying things that the Biden administration doesn't like. What a load of rubbish. Saying things, using a lot of facts and data, mind you, about the Ukraine war, saying things about the Ukraine war that the Biden administration doesn't want people to hear. So they brought charges against them and set them up to be charged as if they're some type of foreign agents working on behalf of the Russians, which is a total bunch of malarkey and a bunch of crap. And while I vehemently disagree with most of the things that this left-wing group stands for, this socialist supporting group stands for, I absolutely defend their right to say it. They should be able to say that without consequence in a country that is not a Marxist America. But that is not the country that we are living in right now. We are living in the turn, the revolution of America towards a Marxist America. We are reaching the pinnacle of what the Marxists have been working towards for 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 plus years. True. Pete Hegseth talks about it in his book, as they instituted this in the education system, The Battle for the American Mind. It's a very good book. I would recommend it. But he really lays out the Marxist plan for how they actually would like to do this. And Yuri Bezmenov, in the clip that I played for you, really gets into the depths of what the plan is and how it works and how it's now being instituted on us and implemented on us by the Marxists in this country with help from the Chinese, as the Chinese government is the primary funder of most of our major American colleges and universities. They are heavily and deeply involved in the economics of pushing these ideas, the propaganda of pushing these ideas. So another thing that Yuri Bezmenov talks about in that clip is affecting the economy, foreign policy, and defense. Well, from an economic perspective, look at all the socialist-type policies that Joe Biden has put into place in his administration and the way that they are ruling the economic system in this country through the bureaucratic institutions by non-elected officials, through executive orders, and through all of these bureaucratic policies that they're putting in place without having to push them through Congress, the EPA being one of the big ones. They are destroying the economic system of this country. The housing industry is under abject assault as it is now worse for you to have a good credit score to buy a house. You are going to be punished for having a good credit score so that you can pay fees so that banks can give loans to other people who have bad credit scores who don't have good enough credit scores to buy a house, but you are going to essentially subsidize their home purchases with extra fees on you because you have good credit. Don't be stupid. Well, that is a Marxist socialist policy, which is going to do nothing but create a massive housing crisis. And it's going to create people trying to weaken their credit scores so that they don't have to pay the extra fees. What they are doing is very intentional, and we should know this. For, look at a foreign pol- Look at the foreign policy. The foreign policy around this country. We have even our allies jumping ship to go deal with China, weakening the dollar, trying to get rid of the dollar as the world's reserve currency, an absolute disaster for our economy. They are continuing to try and spend and spend and spend and spend more money, further weakening the dollar and creating 
more inflation. These are not accidental things. They are doing all of this stuff on purpose. Look at the defense situation that we find ourselves in. The military finds itself teaching more woke policies and reducing the amount of arms and munitions that we have in the military because we're sending so much of it to Ukraine that we haven't even satisfied orders to places like Taiwan, which is actually strategically a much more valuable target, a much more valuable resource for us as the United States, while China's beating down the door trying to get into Taiwan and threatening Taiwan daily We're not sending weapons to Taiwan that would be a deterrence to China that they've already paid for because we don't have them when war games are run to see how Taiwan could defend itself with the munitions and ammunition that we've sent to them. Taiwan and we in the Pacific arena run out of ammunitions, munitions, long-range missiles in about eight days. They are stripping down our defenses. They're teaching wokeness and they are dividing our military the same way that they're dividing us as a public and weakening our defense. That is something that Yuri Bezmenov talks about in that clip. So naturally, with them doing all these things, they are creating crisis after crisis after crisis. We have seen so many crises through this Biden administration that would be the most major event of most presidencies. And we are seeing major crisis after major crisis every single week. I mean, for goodness sakes, look at the border. The economy, the situation that we're in now, now even the Fed is predicting recession next year. They almost never predict recession. They give you the fuzziest, warmest predictions on what's going to go on with the economy most of the time. But this is even so bad. And there are so many bubbles in the economy now, which have to do with a lot of what's happened in the United States of America over the last 30 years with all these stupid globalist policies and the manner in which they have corrupted and distorted and Frankensteined this capitalist system that we have that we know works, but they've taken the backbone of that capitalist system, which is our ability to make things in the United States by Americans, making us not just be consumers. They've tried to create an economy where we're all just consumers. Everything gets made everywhere else, but we're just consumers. So they've stripped the economy back so that we're in a weakened state, in a weakened position there. And look at COVID. For goodness sakes, COVID just so happens to conveniently drop from the Wuhan lab, which it did come from a lab. There is no evidence to prove contrary. And there is evidence to prove that it did come from a lab. And that is the most accepted theory amongst those who have the information and the data and amongst those who have a little tiny bit of common sense. So, COVID just happens to hit in just enough time to hit right for Trump's election in 2020. Re-election attempt, I should say, where Joe Biden was allegedly, allegedly elected president of the United States with all the chicanery and garbage that went on, unconstitutional voting and the way that the voting system was manipulated in 2020. Okay, I have no actual evidence that I can point to to say Trump won that election, but I know there was a bunch of garbage and a bunch of crap, and there's a bunch of anomalous data that shows that something really bizarre happened during that election system. There was a whole lot of censoring on social media with corporations getting in on the new fascism with the Marxists, the Biden administration running misinformation campaigns through the social media companies to us. Meanwhile, 
all the richest people in this country seem to be total Marxist leftists because they've been indoctrinated in the universities too. And they're giving billions upon billions of dollars to the Marxists to change this country Marxist so that they can subvert this country's freedom and they can benefit most by oppressing the rest of us who actually are America-loving patriots in this country that work our asses off every single day to try to make life better for us and our families. So COVID hits just in time for the election. And man, it's so weird that it just so happens that the companies that produced the vaccine had patents on the vaccine right before the virus hit. That's a mystery. Wait, they had patents before the virus hit? Yes, they did. They absolutely had patents before. So you have to ask yourself, was that an intentional crisis created because there was an awful lot of American dollars funneled over to that Wuhan lab through the NIH from Dr. Fauci, who found a way to get around all the restrictions and regulations for sending money for gain-of-function research, and that virus just so happens to get out as they've already created the patents and everything for the vaccine, and then the My Body, My Choice crowd, the, the my all oh, My Body, My Choice crowd decides that, well, we're going to mandate these experimental vaccines, we're going to shove them into people, and oh, oh no, you had an adverse reaction to that? Oh, well, Dr. Fauci says, as soon as you heal up, you should go get another shot. Because surely the NIH wasn't corrupted in this situation. Surely the NIH, they didn't get any royalties or anything. Oh, wait a second. They did. They got 400 plus million dollars in royalties from these companies. Uh, 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 true. You see how Marxism and fascism seem to be lining themselves right up as the big corporations seem to get in bed with the Marxists so that they can find ways to control us, give more power to the Black Rocks and the Pfizer's and the United States government so that they can find ways to control us, take our freedoms away, and utilize Yuri Bezmenov's plan of ideological subversion to create a whole generation of kids that actually believe this crap. They've created a whole generation or at least they have attempted to, and they've been pretty successful, a whole generation of Marxists. It really, this is a terrifying time to be alive in America, you guys. I mean, he talks about in that clip, the government speaking of this utopia, this Marxist utopia that would be so great for everybody, and they would have a whole bunch of free giveaways. Well, when when Yuri Bezmenov talks about free giveaways in there, that kind of sounds like welfare or like, I don't know, maybe telling people not to go back to work and giving them unemployment benefits for years and years and years and years, which actually gives them more money than what they were making at their damn job. So the government using the fake money that it prints to give to you to try and give you the illusion that you need them. You need them. Oh, you need us. You need us to give you this money so you can make it through it. You can't go to work. Your job's not essential. You're not an essential worker. You need to get money from us so that you can stay alive, so you can feed yourself. See, this massive crisis. We have this massive crisis going on. You need us. You need us to come save the day for you. Well, I distinctly remember some things that I've talked about on on this podcast many times in the past. A strategy that the left really loves of 
two professors who worked in the Obama administration as advisors called Cloward Piven orchestrating a crisis where the government would create a crisis and they would come to the rescue. But for them coming to the rescue, there's a trade-off. You have to give up some of your freedoms, like the freedom to go eat dinner where you want to, or the freedom to not wear a mask, or the freedom to not get shot up full of a experimental vaccine, or the freedom to go to work if you wanted to. See how they play this game? The ideological subversion and how it is happening right now. This is no more evident than in the trans situation, the trans issue that we have going on in the United States. They have convinced the trans community that conservatives who simply refuse to believe their distortion of reality, which is that there's more than two sexes, that men and women aren't the only two sexes that there are. You can be whatever you want to be. You can make that up. They use these this group of people who clearly have some mental illness. They're highly confused about what's going on in their life, and they just use these people to push their message through. Funny how the left seems to have completely discarded the minority communities so that they can focus on trans, this trans issue. Shut up. Racist. Because... The trans people are getting very violent, and the government, these leftists, these Marxists who want to take our Second Amendment rights away, they sure are really encouraging the trans community to arm themselves and defend themselves from the alleged genocide that the conservatives are trying to impose on them. Well, I would encourage the government to show us some data on this genocide that's occurring. Why are you pushing these people and radicalizing these people further and further and further? Well, the reality is is that the Marxists are using these people to build their new Red Guard. This is going to be their armed militia that goes around and commits hate against people who simply don't agree with them. They're not trying to harm them. They just don't agree with them. And they definitely, definitely don't want them trying to indoctrinate their children with these messages, confuse their children. But the government would never get involved in trying to push this on kids, right? This ideological subversion, this trans issue. Oh, well, wait a second. I, oh no, there was a bill just passed in Washington state from the dictator that is Jay Inslee and the Marxists that operate the state of Washington's government that allows the Washington government to steal your child, to kidnap your child. If they are older than seven years old, I believe it's seven. It might be 13, but I believe it's seven. And that child thinks that they're in the wrong body because they've been convinced by a teacher or somebody else that they're in the wrong body. The state of Washington now has the legal authority to kidnap your child, hide your child from you, give your child, start transitioning your child behind your back, give them hormones, give them surgeries, send you the bill for it. But meanwhile, will not tell you where your child is or what's going on. And The state of Washington, for as crazy as they are, as crazy as that sounds, that's just limited to Washington, right? Well, right now, kind of. California's working on similar legislation, which that's not shocking. But the shocking part about the Washington legislation, as we look deep into this Marxist revolution that's happening in the United States of America, is that Washington will pay for a Greyhound bus ticket for your child living in another state to come to Washington, and the state of Washington would then 
take that child in and start providing all this transgender care to them, this gender-affirming care, and will refuse to give your child back even if that child came from another state. Do you have a soul? That is a fact. This is happening in America right now. We have no more time. You guys, we have no more time. No more time to stand up and fight back against these people. Every single one of us who has the ability should be standing up and pushing back and exposing the Marxists for who they are and what they're doing. Because if we know anything about Marxism and this ideological subversion campaign that they're utilizing against us to pit us against each other, to fight with each other so that they can work behind the scenes to put together their plan to oppress us. Okay, so here's the thing. We know, we know that Marxists fundamentally, in order to destroy America, there are some fundamental principles of America that are pretty damned hard to break that they knew and they know now that they will have to get rid of. They know that the fundamental principles of God, family, and country must go. They know, one, they must destroy God. They must destroy God. And they started this a long time ago when they created the idea of separation of church and state, when that was intended to remove Bibles from the classroom. Despite the fact that our entire education system was the marvel of the world and was based on a traditional liberal arts, Judeo-Christian background education. In fact, in the early 1800s, when we were still a young country, there was a delegation of Europeans that came over here because they just could not understand how this young country, around 50 years old, was competing on a global scale with all these other established countries around the world and winning. The United States, 50 years in, to its young nationhood was winning on a global scale. And they just could not figure out how this was happening. Well, the interesting thing, the biggest takeaway that they found from that was the American values that were taught in schools. The, the principles of freedom, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and what it means to be an American, American culture. Which, yes, American culture is a melting pot of many cultures from all around the world that it came together in this beautiful, blessed place that we call America. And it makes up, all of those cultures make up American culture. We are one nation. Yes, we have individual rights and we have the rights and ability to practice our own religions and do the things that we want to do. We don't discriminate based on the color of your skin religion, your sex, any of those things, okay? We don't do that. The founding principles of this country ensure that we don't do that. And yes, we've had our scars and our bumps and our warts in our past history with Jim Crow laws and slavery and all the things that we've done that we're not particularly proud of, but we have always been striving forward to be a more perfect union. Always. This country has always educated the children of this country with the foundational principles that America stands on, which is what makes us different. And that delegation of Europeans went back to Europe and that was their findings, that the way we educated our children is really the bedrock principle of what made, what made America so damn great and so unique was that there were principles of freedom and independent thought and loving this country 
in the founding documents of this country, and we taught these things to our kids. Remember what that's like? Well, the Marxists who have been at work for a long, long time, they realized and understood that they needed to change that. And one of the foundational principles of changing was removing God from school and then moving to remove God from society, period. They also know that if you believe in God, if you believe in a higher being, if you take the knee to the maker, the creator, and you submit that the creator, God, is the biggest and most powerful force in the universe, you will never, ever, ever bend the knee and submit to a human person, to a dictator, to a leader, to a politician. You would never, ever put that person above your God. Well, in Marxist governments, we've seen those leaders, they see themselves as God. They need to be seen as God because they know that they will get no allegiance from the people if those people believe in God. They will never put that leader above God. So they know they have to destroy God. They also know foundationally they have to destroy the family. They have to do it. And this goes back to the trans issue in the Washington bill that I talked about. Encouraging children to not talk to their parents. Oh, talk to this counselor at school. And when you talk about your issues or whatever, that counselor is immediately going to tell you you're trans. Oh, what? yeah, you, you were born in the wrong body. Really? Oh, okay. So what do I do about that, counselor? Well, you're going to have to go uh, get some gender-affirming care. And by the way, don't tell your parents about that, okay? Removing children from their parents, from their families, the destruction of the family. We also know, and I talked about this in the last podcast, that the government, after the civil rights movement, incentivized monetarily women to be single mothers with welfare programs and providing more money to do that for being a single mother. The destruction of the family, removing strong male figures from the home, two-parent households, teaching the values of America. They know, they know now and they knew then they had to destroy the family structure in order to implement Marxism in the United States of America. And I know I'm rambling on a little bit here, but you guys, this is the major macro fight of our lifetime to save this country. And I cannot even begin to tell you how important of all the podcasts I've done, this is the one. This is it. This is the fight that we are in. And we have no more time to sit back and allow these things to happen. We have to stand up now and fight back against the Marxists who seek to destroy us. Our country is in serious trouble. They hate us. They desperately hate us. And guess what? They also fear us because they know, especially in the United States of America, where we have a Second Amendment giving us the right to bear arms, thanks to our founders having a clear understanding that if only one side has the guns, they have all the power. So the founders ensured that we had the Second Amendment so that we had the right and ability to defend ourselves if oppression ever rose up so strong that essentially civil war came to our doorsteps and we had to defend ourselves. God bless us and God be with us. Please, God, don't let that happen. Please help us to solve this and stop this, this scourge, this disease from spreading any further. And God, please help 
bring light to those who have been mentally and spiritually captured by this Marxist takeover of America, those people who have been lied to. God, please be with us. Please, please help us to be strong. Please help us to win this battle. And I do have to say this. I do think that God is helping us. I think God is allowing the devil and these demons to run amok and expose themselves to the people who they have subverted, these politicians who have totally lost their mind and gone full-on Marxist, which is every Democrat at this point as far as I'm concerned, and there's a few Republicans that are at a bare minimum liberals, they might be Marxist too, primarily in the Senate. But God is exposing these people to us. He is showing them to us and saying, look, here is the evil. Here they are. Are you going to sit by and do nothing and allow them to steal your freedoms and your kids? Or are you going to stand up, fight, and save this country and save our kids and save the future of this country? And unfortunately, winning that battle against Marxism is just the beginning of the fight for us. There are so many things that have been done in the name of globalism and all of these crazy economic ideas that have been pushed really hard for the last 30 plus years that we're going to have to we're going to have to undo these things and there's going to be some pain in doing it but those are the reasons why most of us out there can't afford to buy a house why it, we used to be able to have a plumber and a stay-at-home mom that could go out and buy a house and raise their family there that can't happen anymore it doesn't exist folks And that's because of these types of policies. And these things aren't accidents. Some of these globalist unintended consequences, I do think, weren't intended consequences. But it became pretty evident pretty quickly that this wasn't going to be a good thing for America. But yet they kept pushing it because it was a good thing for a few Americans. But they didn't care about us. Strong countries have strong middle classes. Our middle class is dying, and it's not on accident. It is being done to us with this ideological subversion to get us to fight with each other while they then create crisis after crisis after crisis that they tell us we need the government to save us from, which is an abject falsehood. The less the government does, the better, because the government has a massive success problem. They suck, okay? We have got to stand up and fight back. And the last thing that the Marxists knew that they had to destroy in this country is an identity of the country, the identity of being an American, the identity of our Judeo-Christian backgrounds molded together with all the different countries that cultures that came together to make this country to create the foundation of an American culture, a melting pot culture of all of these cultures blended together that made a uniquely American culture that allowed people to celebrate their individual cultures while also celebrating together as an American culture, the bedrock principles of the United States of America, the melting pot, this country built on immigration, not the type of immigration we see now, but built on the backs of immigrants, the foundational principles of free market capitalism, which have been distorted and tainted with all of these things that are being done to us intentionally. So what do we, what do we do? What, what, I mean, I think it's a fair question. What do we do about this? Well, The first thing we do 
is we have to take back our educational system. That's true. And every one of us needs to find a way to get involved. Run for school board. Do a podcast. Get on social media and be loud. Go to rallies. Find ways to get involved. We have to save this country. Get involved with your kids' education. Talk to the teachers. Listen for the buzzwords. Listen for the things that they're saying that sound like Marxist, CRT, DEI teachings in schools, okay? Talk to your kids. Find out what your kids are telling you about what's going on at school. Listen to them. Listen to the little pieces that may identify that there's a Marxist teaching your child because there's a damn good chance that's happening. I I understand that this podcast, you guys, is scary. And I also understand that there's a lot of negativity that we've talked about so far as I've ranted and rambled on and on. I just think this is so unbelievably critical. This is the fight of our life. 2024 is that election. We either start to take freedom back for this country or we allow the Marxists to take it and America will be fundamentally changed into a Marxist dystopian communist hellhole that everybody suffers for and this country ends up sliding away from the blessed place that it was founded to be. And that is heartbreaking. It really is. You guys, I I, want to give you, on the back end of of that whole thing, I want to give you something here because one of the reasons that I have been doing less podcasts here recently is I've been actually doing a lot more research because it just seems like one issue after another. And I find myself reading and I find myself analyzing a lot. But what I also found was that I found myself getting a bit depressed in a way, because it is so depressing to see one Marxist policy after another and to be able to see and understand the depths of what's going on behind the whole scenes, what the Biden administration's true cause is, and you can see it in every policy they create. And I know we like to look at them and say, well, those, man, they're really big hypocrites. They're massive hypocrites. They they say my body, my choice on this, but then on this thing, they say, oh no, we're going to mandate this. And it was stressing me out to unbelievable levels until I just so happened to be listening to Todd Herman's podcast one day, okay? And if you don't listen to Todd Herman, I would highly suggest that you do. He talks a lot about the same type of issues that I talk about here. He does two hours a day, but he talks about it from a perspective that changed my whole view on all of this, to understand all of this. And he talks about it from the perspective of God. Our principles as conservatives come from God, should come from God, the word of God, the word of Jesus from the Bible. Our positions should be principled on those things because they are founded in goodness. They're founded in the light. And when I started to look at this whole thing from that perspective, it changed my whole mind. It really did. And the stress just went away when I realized that what we are dealing with here isn't just Marxism and Marxist. These are mentally and spiritually captured human beings, captured by evil, captured by the devil, who are trying to impose evil policy on us with every single policy that they push. Every single one. That's why it is not hypocrisy that they are pushing. They are not hypocrites. Look at the things that they are doing. Every one of them will cause more human suffering, more poverty, more blood, and more 
pain for people. Every one of their policies is from a perspective of evil. You're not a nice person. However, we know that evil, the devil, is very cunning and is also very deceptive. So they will find really cute ways to word these things to make it sound like they're being really tolerant or really compassionate. But if you look at the results of their policies and where they're coming from, from a Marxist perspective, it's all about destroying America so that they can cede power. I'm sorry, not cede power, so that they can take power. They cede our power while they take all the power and control to harm us, to change this place, to strip our freedoms and our rights. They're going after the First Amendment. They're going after the Second Amendment. They're going after the Fourth Amendment. And my goodness, with all the government interaction with the FBI and the CIA interacting with social media companies to spy on us, which we've seen from the Twitter files, they're going after the 10th Amendment. They hate the the ability for states to govern themselves. Everything should be through the federal government is their perspective because that is a Marxist perspective and they can impose the most evil from the federal government from one place pushing out their evil policy. It really did reduce my stress when I realized what I was dealing with. And one of the things that reduced my stress as I looked into these things is that God tells us that the light will always defeat the darkness. The light will always, always defeat the darkness. That doesn't mean the darkness will disappear. Do an experiment. Go into a room in your house and turn the lights off. And it's totally pitch dark and it's scary because as humans, we have a natural instinct to be afraid of the dark. But then flip the light switch on. It doesn't matter how many times you do it. When you flip that light switch on, the light will always consume the darkness. It will always chase the darkness away. But you will still find places where shadows exist. So the darkness doesn't totally die. It withers away into holes or underneath things where the light shines to expose the darkness and defeat it. We will win. We are winning. God tells us this. Believe that. Understand that. But also understand that the darkness will not go away. And that also doesn't mean that that win will come without pain and suffering because there's likely going to be some pain and suffering to win this fight and undo the nastiness that has been done to us, that they convinced us was good for us. Globalism and all this nonsense that they've done. Now they are subverting our entire system to try and convince people, and many people they have convinced, that Marxism and communism is the way to go. They have found a way to do this, and they have worked effortless, tirelessly, I'm sorry, to do that. They have given maximum effort with the sneakiest ways possible, trying to take our children from us, trying to strip us from God, and trying to strip away our national identity as Americans and what that means. The globalist approach to things, you guys, has created this economy where they thought we would be fine to all just be big giant consumers. Whoa, we're just, we'll just consume things. That's good. We won't make anything. We'll ship all that off to China and all these other countries where we can make cheap crap really, really cheap, and then we'll just sell that to the American people and we'll just be a consumer-based economy, which is the absolute destruction of what this country actually is. And I'll use an example of this for this. In World War II, we found ourselves in a world war fighting against a very powerful axis of evil, the Germans, the Japanese, and the Italians, right? Very, very powerful foe. 
Well, the main reason that we were so able to soundly defeat them was because of America's ability to produce. We outproduced the sh- crap out of them. True. We were rolling aircraft carrier, a new aircraft carrier off the dock once a month by the end of the war. We were rolling battleships and weapons and munitions and clothes and all the things that our soldiers needed to fight the battle. We were rolling stuff out at a pace that nobody could compete with. And we essentially overwhelmed the Axis with our ability to produce. Globalism and the Marxists have stripped that from us. They took our proud American tradition of being builders, manufacturers. We built all the new technology. We came up with all the new ideas. We actually fabricated things. We built things in America. We had the freshest ideas because of free market capitalism and our ability to create. And they've taken that from us. How stupid are these politicians to allow this to happen? So there is going to be some pain to drag ourselves out of this hole that we're in, but we cannot allow ourselves to descend into Marxism. Our lives, our children's lives, our grandchildren's lives all depend on us standing up and fighting back against this tyranny. Let's just call it what it is. Joe Biden is the tip of the spear of a Marxist revolution to impose tyranny on us. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Don't believe that can happen? Look north to Canada. They are a Marxist dystopian hellhole, which is essentially just a province of China. Now, China. 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 Essentially, Canada is a province of the CCP because the CCP has gotten inside of their elections. They have changed all of their policy and the Canadians stood down because they were so nice. They didn't want to argue and fight with anybody. And they find themselves in a situation right now where Canada is not free anymore. Sadly, Canadians live in the once free nation of Canada, which no longer exists under the tyrannical dictator that is Justin Trudeau, who idolizes Xi Jinping. But you guys, this country is the most blessed, most amazing civilization that has ever been created on the face of this damn planet. And it is worth every fight that we have to get into to save it. Everything that we can give in every way, whether it's a school board meeting or writing letters to elected officials or going to rallies or getting involved in the education system or running for office or whatever it may be, or just simply trying to get on social media and debate people, put ideas out there, make a podcast, do something. We all have to get involved to fight this scourge that is Marxism that is rising in this country, that is being pushed by the mainstream media, the propagandist, Pravda, who is out there saying and pushing things that defy reality, that things that we know to be false. Men and women are the only genders that exist. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Do not allow them to brainwash you. Do not allow them to shame you or scare you with name-calling or all the things that they do. If we stand up and fight back together, we will win. We fight for the light. We fight for goodness. God tells us we will win. 
And we should always remember that. We should always, always, always remember that. That if we go with God and we follow the light and we spread kindness around the world, around this country, and we start to eliminate the divisions in this country. Now, doing that may be very difficult as those on the other side of things seem to want to shout us down every time we talk. That's because they know they can't compete with our arguments. It is time for all of us, all of us, to stand up and fight back. It does take guts. But I do want to say this about the Republican Party, who is supposed to be the conservatives, who are supposed to be the ones that should have never allowed this to get this far. The Republican Party is going through a bit of a transformation, and you can see that from the older generation, the Mitch McConnells and the the Mitt Romneys and the John Cornyns and the John Thunes of the world, the bums, the liberal Republicans, those guys that have pushed globalism on us despite the fact that globalism has failed America in massive ways, millions of jobs lost, totally changing the entire structure of the American economy and the middle class of this country, just a total wrench thrown in the middle class. The Republican Party is changing, but... It is trying to find its footing as it relates to winning elections and creating messages that are widely accepted messages that mean something to all Americans of all stripes, whatever their political stripes or their socioeconomic backgrounds or their racial backgrounds or religious backgrounds, a message that speaks to everyone. And you guys, almost all the conservative issues, the conservatives have the winning message. So how the hell is it that we're losing on these messaging things? A part of it is because we're too damned afraid to say what's actually true. That has to stop. That has to end. There can be no more fear in speaking the truth. That has to end this moment right now. It has ended for me. I don't know if you can tell on the podcast, and here I am in an hour and 10 minutes, still going on off the top of my head, looking at a bunch of green sticky notes with notes all over them that I'm pretty sure I've missed half the notes because I'm just off the top of my head ripping right here because I so desperately love this country, what it stands for, and I want my children to grow up in a country that is and still has the same foundational principles that are valued in this country that are God, family, and country. We should all desperately fight for those values to save this unique place that is America. But we need the Republicans to be solution creators. Don't just stand there screaming all the time about how bad the Democrats are and how bad these ideas are. Because the Republican Party is very, very guilty of globalism, which has destroyed our economy, destroyed the foundational backbone principle of America, which is we are creators. We are creators of technology. We are builders. We are creators of physical, tangible things. We're creators of ideas. We are creators of thought. We are builders in this country. And that is a massive strength, one of our biggest strengths. And that has been stripped from us in many ways because of globalism. And look, I'm willing to give the old guard in the Republican Party the benefit of the doubt that they thought that this globalist approach, spreading free market capitalism around the world, would be a good thing. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But here's the thing. When it became abundantly clear that it wasn't a good thing and America was losing millions of jobs and we weren't building things here, why didn't the old guard in the Republican Party start to shift course, to change course? Is it 
because maybe people like Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney were getting tremendously rich because of these globalist type policies. Hmm, that's strange. So they didn't care that it was impacting the middle class and destroying the backbone of the economy in the United States of America, the thing that made us different and unique. You guys, economies are inherently valuable. What makes economies inherently valuable is what you build, not just what you consume. You can't just consume things, you have to build. That is what makes you valuable. So we are going to have to address these problems. We're going to have to fix the ills of the past from the Republican Party. But we have to do that being solution creators. We have to come up with the solutions to start bringing back the manufacturing and building back to this country. The Republicans are going to have to be solution creators on those things. And they're going to have to steer away from their fear to say these things out loud that may be controversial, but that people know are evident. It is self-evident to them that they can see these problems exist. We have to start coming up with solutions for the issues that face us and not being afraid to say what the actual solution is. We should be, the Republicans and conservatives, should be solution creators on the economy, on the abortion issue, for God's sakes. How hard is it to convince people that killing babies is bad? Have a damn plan. We have pharmaceuticals and technologies and things that we can come up with to try and reduce, limit as many as possible babies from not being killed in horrible ways. Explain to people how that process works because that's going to be very off-putting for many people who haven't been exposed to what that process looks like of actually performing an abortion. We have to come up with solutions for schools. How do we fix this? And school choice is a great way to move forward with this. We have to get back to merit-based, qualification-based solutions and situations here in the United States so that we start celebrating our winners again, which is what the United States has always been about, celebrating winners. We immortalize these people. We build statues. We tell stories about them, about the winners and the patriots who watered the tree of liberty with the blood of those patriots. Those patriots watering the tree of liberty with their blood. These are the things that we celebrate in the United States of America. This is the stuff that we believe in. This is the soul of our nation. Everybody here, no matter what your socioeconomic background is or what country you were born in or what your skin color is or what your religion is, believing in freedom in America, American values, while also still being able to celebrate your own values. The Republicans are going to have to be this new generation of Republicans, which I am hopeful for because we're starting to see some of these new ideas come out. Be solution creators, create solutions, bold solutions, and say those things out loud to the public without fear, without reservation, without hesitation, because the left is gonna call you names. The Marxists are going to call you names. Of course, racist. Because they fundamentally wanna change the country. So if you start providing solutions, they are going to get more fearful and they are going to attack more. And when they start attacking more, you know you're right over the target. Start being solution creators. Stop the fear. Stop the hesitancy. Start coming up with plans and solutions that people understand, that speak to everyone to save this country. But you guys, we don't have any more time. This is it. This is the fight of our life. This is the time to jump in now. So 
Tell it like it is. You guys, I'd like to thank you so much for listening to me rant on and on. I genuinely believe this is the most important podcast I've put out so far. And regardless of what I do moving forward, this may be the most important podcast that I ever do. And I believe that. I I believe that wholeheartedly. Stopping this country from being stolen by the Marxist is critical. We must fight for the light. We must fight for goodness. We must create common sense solutions to the problems that we face. We must have no fear in facing the issues that face us today. We must operate with no fear because God tells us that if we act on his side, if we believe in God and we act through our hearts, through goodness, that we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I think we've got some cool, interesting new stuff coming up in the future where we may be expanding the podcast and trying to move out to different directions, have conversations with with other people. But I'll have news on that stuff later on on social media and maybe on the next podcast. There might be some nice, new, cool, interesting breaking news on Red, White, and True podcast starting to expand its reach a little bit, which is a cool thing. But guys, talk about these things with your friends. Talk about these things with your family. Talk about these things with anybody who wants to listen. We have to have these conversations. We have to create these solutions. We have to talk about the issues together if we would like to solve this problem before it descends into violence. I do not want to see civil war. And the left is pushing us towards a violent civil war closer and closer to that every single day day. And that is terrifying. We should all be terrified of that, but we should all identify that that's what the goal is and expose them for that so that we don't ever get there. You guys, I don't try to preach to people about what they should do, but I can tell you looking at all of this stuff through the perspective of God has really, really helped me to gain a true perspective of what's actually going on in America, what's actually happening, and relieved a lot of stress for me. So if you have those things in your life, I would encourage you to spend more time focusing on those things. Talk to God. Pray. Pray for people that are doing the most awful things. Pray that God change their soul. Pray that God help those who are suffering, who have been brainwashed, who believe in things that are fundamentally not true. Pray that God help them see the light. So you guys, again, thank you. Thank you so much. If you'd like to follow us on the internet, the old interweb and social media, the website, which you can contact us through via email, there's a message window on the website that you can go to to contact us and send a message and I'll it'll show up in my email. I will respond as quickly as possible. I am pretty busy, but the website is rwtrue.com. That is rwtrue.com. Find us on Twitter at rw underscore true, and you'll see the logo. You guys will see the logo, same thing that you see on the podcast. Truth Social, we are rw true, and at Facebook, we are at Red, White, and True Podcast. You guys, fight for this country. Fight for the future of this country. Fight for our rights and our freedoms. Defeat the Marxist. Stand with the light. And always, 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 God bless America. And also, always, always remember that the road to progress is paved in facts. Boom! God bless America. God bless the light. Go with the light and defeat the Marxist. God bless America. I love America. Yeah.